on this episode of Courageous Imagination. Hearing God's voice and preparing to move in a different direction, if God's calling us in a different direction, has has this aspect of, of frustration, almost a holy unrest. We never arrive. Um, there's always something to learn or an area to develop or a gift to open. I have two separate conversations with Linda Thiessen-Belk from Faith Mennonite Church and Craig Freer from Community Mennonite Fellowship about the new thing God is doing and trusting God on our journeys. I'm Molly Moy, your host, and I'm glad that you're able to join us for these wonderful conversations as we continue the courageous imagination journey together. again, Craig, thanks for um, making time to come on our podcast. And um, yeah, I think it's been great. I think I've gotten to know you a little bit more through your work with Innovate and Relearning Community. And so, yeah, so thanks very much for making the time to uh, come uh, uh, and talk with me this afternoon. No, it's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation, Molly. Yeah, I'm Craig Freer. I'm the pastor at uh, Community Mennonite Fellowship in Drayton, um, somewhere just between Elmira and and the Listowel area, small town. Uh, we've been here for about five years, and so my wife and I moved here. We moved here with with two of our three children. Uh, one was already off at university and didn't really move with us, and has been back. And, and since then, we again a lot of changes in the last little bit. We've, as of about a week ago, became empty nesters. We we moved our youngest out, but uh, we do have three children, um, and they're all kind of grown adult children and, and move moving on with their lives now. So that is another phase of life that we're we're entering into. Um yeah, and I was just thinking about this this morning too, so that even though we're supposed to be in lockdown and stay at home order and all those sorts of things right now because of the pandemic, I was wondering this morning why I'm so busy. There's there's <laughs> a lot of things going on and it's it still feels really busy. Um of course, work is busy. We're still doing church things. We're still trying to, as as a church here in our local community, um, figure out how we are the church in this time and place where we can't physically meet together and we can't physically go and and uh, be with people, be with our neighbors, but how we can still be the hands and feet of Jesus in this. And that's um, we're busy working at that. And. Uh, and personally, I'm I am involved with the the leadership of of the Innovate Network, and and uh, that gives me a lot of a lot of joy, and it's uh, it's good work. It's great to be part of as well. I also help out with a group of people that uh, that supports and encourages uh, church planters and church planting uh, with with Mennonite Church Eastern Canada. And that is a, a real joy giving thing as well. So. My wife is a teacher. She's a supply teacher and teaches here in Wellington uh, County, Wellington um, Township. And so she is off right now, too. But uh, but she's busy doing a course to prepare to, to be able to teach, again, supply teach in Niagara. So that's keeping her busy right now as well. And yeah, over and above all the church stuff and other things that I do, I, I also drive school bus. Uh, full time, but obviously that's not happening right now either with all the kids at home. So I should have a lot more time in my hands than I feel like I do. But um, no, things are good. Things are, are are full and busy, but they're 
they're all good things. And uh, despite not being able to do some of the things that we want to do, spend as much time with family and, and friends and and uh, that sort of thing, it's things are good and, and God is good. We're finding, finding him in surprising places. Mm-hmm. No, that's good to hear. I'm looking forward to uh, one day when I can be in your shoes as an empty nester, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's seasons of life, and we've uh, yeah. <laughs> we're entering into a new season right now. We we certainly remember uh, being in the season that you're in with your your little ones there. <laughs> and what would you say would be the difference between um, between what you'll be trying out or experimenting and the traditional? Um, model of mission or evangelism or, or, or disciple making? I mean, the big difference that we're going to be moving towards is, is getting away from a model that is overly focused on program and overly focused on the whole Sunday morning worship experience. Um, not that there's anything wrong with those, those things, but I know as a pastor myself, I have found um, that so much of my time and energy goes into maintaining program to to you know committee meetings, um, ministry team meetings, uh, the Sunday morning experience, and, and I think as as a church, so much of our time and energy again goes into maintaining those things, and even to the point of uh, you know maintaining a building. Again, not that it's bad to have a building, but but a lot of our time, energy, and, and money goes into maintaining those structures to the point where those things, even though they're good in some ways, they can be a distraction from the task of following Jesus and going into all the world and making disciples. And so this new model that we are looking at, it's not a new model at all. It's maybe new to North America, but it's really a a more of a New Testament kind of model is to, uh, is to start a network of smaller kind of family size, household size uh, church groups that meet in homes and they, they may never have a Sunday morning worship experience, like a large group uh, worship experience. Um, I would not be taking a salary for it. So there would not be a, a, a need for, for finances right away. I, I think sometimes what drives us to, to feel like we need more people in our churches as to is that we're have to pay a salary. We have to pay a, a mortgage or maintain a building. Uh, and so I'd be finding a, a, a different kind of job to support our family that way. And then Kim and I would just be going, we would be living our lives in a way that we're, we're trying to live our lives with people to let them uh, walk with us. And for us to walk with them, to see what Jesus uh, following Jesus looks like in the hope that, uh, that they would want to, to follow Jesus as well. They would see us in our, at our best and at our worst. And, and hopefully as we are following Jesus in those ways that they would be attracted to, uh, to want that for themselves. So I guess, how would you go about like building your network um, or finding the people that God is calling you to or, or leading you to? Right. Well, I mean, in our situation, I think our hope is that if this is successful, that this this is going to provide a new, again, I say new, it's not really new, but a uh, an alternative to traditional church. I, I think traditional church planting in a lot of ways has 
essentially been trying to create a new worship service in a new place, in a different location. Um, so in our case, we have also sensed a call from God at this point that, that this is an opportunity for us to move back to our home territory, where we both grew up, where our families are. Um, as, as a pastor, I've been living away from our family for the last almost 25 years. So, so we are uprooting our family. We're selling our, our house. Actually, our house just went on the market today. And uh, so we're moving in that direction. And we are moving back to Niagara, uh, the Niagara region somewhere. And as we put down roots there, as we, you know, find jobs and, and meet neighbors and, and get involved in the community in different ways, um, we are just looking for the people that God is, is maybe already moving in that God is already speaking to and that God puts in our lives. And, and so as we, we build relationships with them and, and invite them into our lives, open our lives to them, uh, that, that's where we're going to be looking for, uh, for, for people that are, are open to what, what God is inviting them to. Mm-hmm. What did you hear from God or how did you go about like discerning this? Because this is, this is something different. This is, um, I, um, like a new journey, I guess, for you. He said you're going back to to where you and um, your wife grew up. How was the discernment process like for you? How did you um, How did you hear God in this in in your call for you and your family to do this? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a long term kind of a, a discernment process, and, and I think I think in a lot of ways, for me at least, hearing God's voice and and preparing to move in a different direction, if, if God's calling us in a different direction, has has this aspect of, of frustration. Um, not Again, not in a bad way, almost a holy unrest hmm. that you're just not satisfied with the way things are anymore. Um, and so we've been sensing that for a while. Um, a significant part of that as well has been uh, that, that Kim and I have been a part of uh, the relearning community process a couple of times that... Uh, that is done by by Innovate, and and that has been a significant part of the process as well. This this continued sense that that what the church is to be about is about making disciples, and and so if it's not happening in the way that we're doing things right now, something needs to change. Uh, some it can't just stay the same. We can't just keep doing the same thing, hoping for different results. And, and so it's been a long process of of that that sense of something has to change and, and this, this deepening conviction of, uh, of believing that Jesus is calling us and, and challenging us has commissioned us to go and make disciples of people. And, and so to take that seriously, we need to make some changes. Um, and again, it's not that we see this, this new model of church as, as uh replacing traditional church, but I think we need to, in this world, in this culture that we live in, we need to add new ways of doing church so that we can be faithful in that. And so it's been a long term. It's been, I would say this call has probably been four or five years in the making for us and really particularly strong in the last, in the last year, year and a half hmm. that, uh, that God is calling us, calling us out. And it's, it's a change because like I said, I've always been a a vocational pastor. That's pretty much all my life is what I've done for a living. And so to, to move out of that, to do something completely different, 
but still have that call that that call towards ministry um yeah it, it's definitely been been a god thing and not my idea it's something that that i would probably run away from that's all <laughs> something that is uh uh yeah it, it's risky mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a risk taking venture we don't know what this is going to look like we don't know if it's going to work but we're sensing that that god is calling us to to try this new thing mhm and so would you be feeling like um are you guys feeling excited? Are you guys feeling scared? How how are you guys feeling with this? You know what? A, a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh, a lot of emotions going on right now because, like I said, today is the day that our house goes on the market. Um, I don't have a job yet for when we move to Niagara. Um, we don't know where we're going to live once we move to Niagara. Uh, probably our house will sell in a week's time, and and so we will will know that we won't be in this house. But we have very little idea of what's beyond that. Um, so, so it's definitely a faith, uh, a faith strengthening exercise that we're, we're trusting God for each step of the way. Um, and so it can be a little bit nerve wracking that way, but at the same time, because we're sensing so strongly that, that God is in this, that this is God's call for us. There's not huge amounts of anxiety. Um, I should be a lot more, maybe I should be a lot more worried about what are we going to do for a living? What are we what is life going to look like once we, we get down there? Um, so yeah, it's a mix of a lot of different things, but, but also a mix in that mix is a definite sense of excitement that we're, we're convinced this is what God is, is inviting us to. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting ride. He's going to invite us to new relationships, um, and, and give us a story to tell. Of, of how he took care of things when we didn't know what they were going to look like when, when we needed things, how he provided. So, so we're excited, we're nervous, um, kind of a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard recently somebody said, you know, if our lives are always perfect, we wouldn't have interesting stories to tell. And I think when we go through those um, unexpected or tough moments, that's when we, um, really what it is like see see God coming through or those are the those are the stories like the great stories that we hear and we see in, and in movies and in stories so yeah um it sounds like you guys are definitely on something exciting um so definitely something different from what most what from traditional church I think yeah absolutely maybe you can just share about um what's one thing that is giving you hope these days Good question. I mean, this is this is a time of, of our lives at this place in the pandemic specifically where I think we were really in need of hope. Um, I'm finding personally, and I think a lot of people are as well, that uh, in this third lockdown that, uh, wow, is this ever going to end? And we're, we, we need that sense of hope for the future. But just a constant trusting that, that God is going to lead us through this. God is leading us through this. And, uh, and there's... There are good things to come. Um, of course, just on a practical level, the, w- the weather is starting to get a little bit warmer now outside and we can spend some time outside. And And uh, I'm not a winter person, so that's uh, just the weather and, and nature and seeing the leaves start to come out on trees and being able to get back out in the garden uh, a little bit gives me some hope as well, the, the new life that is coming. So, yeah, God is good. We will get through this and... Uh, 
we will we'll look back on this someday and say, wow, God was faithful. Mm-hmm. Amen. Courageous Imagination is inspired by Isaiah 43.19. So we want to ask you, what is a new thing you see God doing? So in, in the past bunch of years, we've been continuing on in this, this vein of, of helping the church to try and, and look at what disciple making looks like. And, and having this, this ongoing sense of frustration in a sense, not, not a bad kind of frustration, not that we're, we're done with church or done with traditional church, but, but looking honestly at, at how we've been doing church and, and looking specifically to see, you know, are we making disciples? Are there, are there people that right now are following Jesus that weren't a few years back? And, and looking at the traditional church and, and really seeing that, that we're not seeing that, that happening. Um, and so, so we've been sensing God calling us to, to look at doing church in a different way that maybe will be more effective in, in inviting people to, to follow Jesus. Um, for me, I mean, I, I see God in a lot of areas. Um, for me, it's very easy to see him in nature. So in the springtime, I just sort of see the new life that's coming. Uh, the music of the songbirds, the budding trees. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I see God doing a new thing in our world through the pandemic. Um, I see God trying to get our attention, uh, wanting to uh, get us to reassess our priorities. I see him inviting us to shelter not only from the virus, but in him. Uh, preparing us for the other side of the pandemic. I think the pandemic has highlighted a lot of societal and ethical issues that are going to need to be dealt with eventually. And so I see God um, preparing us for that and, and calling us to action. Um, you could introduce yourself. Um, could you tell us a little bit about who you are? Um, sure. There's a, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. <laughs> so I thought I would begin by just, uh, I think, the sort of the facts of, of our lives certainly feed into what makes us tick. Um, so I am a wife, a mother, a mother-in-law, uh, a daughter. Uh, but first and foremost, I am God's daughter. And my life has been a tapestry that uh, he and I have been creating since uh, 1956. Um, after Bible school, I came back to Leamington and uh, went into nurses training at St. Clair College. And I began my career um, in Detroit. Um, and then at the ripe old age of 25, um, in the Mennonite community, um, all my friends were married and starting families, and I was not. Um, and there were no prospects in sight. So I decided to move and uh, God placed me in Toronto. And I was there for 28 years where he blessed me with uh, a wonderful career, many friends uh, to enjoy and do life with, um, a husband, a daughter, um, and so much more. I retired from nursing in uh, 2018, and um, since then, I've been doing a three-year contract at Faith Mennonite Church in adult faith formation um, and connection. So those are sort of the things that I've done over my life. Um, but what makes me tick? Um, the quick, simple answer is God and the journey that he and I have been walking together. I love um, Psalm 84, verse 5 which says, blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. I just love the concept of pilgrimage. We never arrive. 
Um, there's always something to learn or an area to develop or a gift to open. And so I guess that's what makes me tick. And these days, it's the opportunity to uh, look back over the years and see how God has worked and led and provided and challenged and transformed my mistakes and uh, my failings. I also experienced a real challenge walking with my daughter through very dark days of anxiety, panic, and depression at the end of her high school and during her university years. And um, that journey uh, has probably been one of the hardest of my life and um, has taught me a lot uh, in in terms of understanding people with mental health issues and uh, and um, just yeah, gaining more understanding. And then a few years ago, I was, I myself was diagnosed with Parkinson's, which has been a huge, uh, adjustment as well. And so part of my, my motivation and, um, drive and stuff right now is to do things that I can and things that I want to do while I can do them and, and just ask mm-hmm. that God would use me while I have the ability to do that. I've not always trusted God the way I should in those, in those challenging times, uh, trying to take things into my own hands, uh, pushing ahead. Um, but he's always been so gracious and forgiving and faithful and has been my shelter in the time of storm, uh, throughout it all. So I, I try to live my life, um, with gratitude for all of that. Wow. I think there's, there's so much that. Um, that you mentioned that we could probably spend hours and hours talking about. And it's unfortunate, yeah, that we only have a set amount of time together. But, um, but yeah, all the things that you were saying, like I found so interesting when you're saying the lifelong journey learner that you are and, you know, all the courses and the opportunities and the challenges, um, that you've been, that you've mentioned. Um, yeah. Um, I was wondering maybe if we could go back and if you could share a little bit about more recently, you had said um, you're retired, but then you had taken on a three year stint at at Faith Mennonite, (laughs) where typically people afterwards, after they retire, they're looking forward to, you know, days of just relaxing with the empty schedule. (laughs) So could you just speak a little bit about about that uh, opportunity, I guess, that that um, that you walked into with Faith Mennonite Church? Um, yeah, we, we had been at, uh, attending Faith Mennonite Church probably for a year or two by this time. And, um, I've, I've been involved in some sort of ministry most of my life, um, uh, except for a brief period in my late twenties and early thirties when I wasn't attending church regularly. Um, and there's always been this desire to, uh, be involved in ministry on a for- more formal basis. At, around the time that I was retiring, Faith Mennonite Church was looking for um, a connections coordinator, and it was sort of 20 hours a week. And I thought, mm, you know, sounds like it would be kind of interesting. So I, I thought I'll apply for the job, and you know, if I if I get it, I get it. You know, I just said, like, Lord, you know, you you take care of that. Sarah, my my colleague, um, ended up getting the job uh, that they had um, originally hired or were originally looking for because. Um, she had a much stronger um, connection and passion for children. I was sort of more for seniors and older people and, and you know, doing legacy kinds of stuff and advanced care planning and all those kinds of things. Sarah got the job, but then they, I guess they were so, um, they sort of were so, um, I don't know if impressed is the right word, but <laughs> my qualifications kind of um, 
fit in with some other needs that they saw at the church. And um, the the personnel committee sort of prayed about it and unanimously wanted to offer me uh, a position to come on board as well. Uh, so they took it to church council and to the church membership. And um, it was decided that they would hire me on a contract basis for 10 hours a week to do um, adult faith formation and connections. So, um, so yeah, so I sort of retired in August and started working at the church in September. <laughs> so it was so that a, was a very short retirement. <laughs> very, very short retirement. But uh, so I've been working. Um, well, I, I work 10 hours a week. But, you mm-hmm. know, what, what, as you know, when you do this kind of work, it takes up a lot of headspace. And so yeah. it, 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 it is a, a fair commitment. But um, it's been great um, working with the, the seniors in the church. We tried to um, reach out to the community and get some community involvement. But I found with that demographic, it's a little bit more difficult to sort of do that than with children. And I was I was only, I was I don't think I was a year and a half into my contract when COVID hit. So that sort of changed everything. So we've been doing a lot of stuff on Zoom and outside when we can and distancing inside when we can. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster since um since uh the pandemic hit. But uh yeah, so I have a few months left uh at on on that contract and then I'll then I'll be truly retired. <laughs> well, and then I like what you said at the beginning. Um I think you said um the imagery of like a journey in the pilgrimage and we're always um we're always on a journey w- with God that we're we're never quite there and we're always walking together with him. Maybe could you um, just share a little bit more about, I mean, you were at a crossroads or something like that and how maybe God helped you through that or how you heard God's direction through something like that. A, a recent situation, I guess, uh, would have been last year. Um, our daughter was um, engaged to be married on February the 5th uh, last last year, which was just before the pandemic hit. And we set a wedding date for September the 26th of last year. And, um, that we relied a lot on God that journey because things were just so up and down, you know, and when the pandemic hit, it was like, Oh yeah, things are going to be fine by September. Like we don't have mm-hmm. to worry about this <laughs> at all. They had decided very early on that regardless of what they could or couldn't do, they were going to get married on September the 26th, even if it was just them and immediate family or whatever. God was just so gracious and good to us. We were able to have a wedding. It was 40 people plus, plus anybody working as part of the wedding. So it ended mm-hmm. up being a lot smaller than they, um, than they anticipated. And, um, we were blessed that, um, no one, no one got COVID, you know, as a result of our event and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, we really just saw God's, God's presence and God's, uh, provision for us in, in that situation and just had to kind of be patient and take, you, you just have to take it one day at a time. Cause I mean, up until mm-hmm. like a few, up until like the, the Monday before the wedding, they were changing as to how many we could have or not have or, you know, so it was a pretty fluid situation and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, God was good in that. Yeah, and I think even even today and last week, things are things are constantly changing with with the number of cases and with whatever the government is allowing. So I think at this point, um, yeah, 
relying on God is is a, is a big part of that. I I just find that with without my without my faith, I don't know how people do it who don't have faith and don't you know have that confidence that God is there and that He is in control and and He's got our backs. Like He's you know He's He's got it, and, and we just have to trust Him. It's not always easy to do that, but to me, it's that's just that's the only way to go. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I'm that I'm really enjoying since I've uh, I've retired from nursing is and I'm just having a lot of fun trying different things and um, I'm finding too now that it's just you know my husband and I at home um, I just really enjoy you know conversations with him and he came from a very different background than than I I grew up in in a in Mennonite Brethren Church he grew up in a United Church. And so his perspective on a lot of things is different. So I just appreciate him so much in, in the conversations that we have and, and discussions and, um, you know, being able to, um, talk things out and explore things and stuff like that. I think that, and I, I think that one of the things that, um, we've lost is the ability to, you know, have difficult conversations or conversations around difficult topics, just be able to hear each other out. You may not agree with each other, but being able to just, you know, I, I hear you, I don't agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. And, and I, and I think we've, we've sort of lost some of that, um, in our society today. And uh, I love what Brene Brown says about those difficult conversations. He, he encourages people to have them with, with curiosity and with generosity. And um, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. No, and I think in one of our, our podcast um, episode, we had talked with Carrie about having hard conversations and um, particularly in the context of congregations and how, um, yeah, and how to walk through through those kinds of hard, those hard conversations with with each other. Well, thank you, um, Linda, for coming on and sharing your story with us. I'm excited to um, to get this out onto the podcast and for everyone to hear and, and learn about you. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Linda, for agreeing to come on here. Let's continue the journey together, remembering to keep our eyes open so we can perceive the new things that God is doing right here right now and in our communities hope you enjoyed this podcast make sure to follow us at mennonite church eastern canada on facebook and instagram and share this podcast with your friends see you soon